What's up, you guys? I am so excited to be bringing to you podcast number two. First, I just want to thank you guys for all of the love and support that I received from my first podcast. I know that that was super scary for me to release to you guys, but um, I got a lot of great responses and just a lot of encouragement from that. So I just want to thank you guys. That means the world to me and it has inspired me to keep going with this. So lucky for you, you get to hear me talk some more. So I just want to dive right into this second podcast that I got in my heart and from the Lord this morning. I opened my Bible and usually I kind of just open it up and start reading and think that, oh, this must be from the Lord because I wouldn't otherwise randomly open to this page. But this morning, for some reason, when I was praying in my heart, I really felt like, God was saying, ask me, ask me to show you what you need. Because honestly, my heart needs a lot of work at the moment. I'm going through some stuff and I mean, as a lot of us are, and honestly, I can't even pinpoint everything that is going wrong or what I'm actually struggling with, but there's a God who created my heart and created me and knows exactly where my weaknesses are and what I need to work on. And I'm sure it's a really, really long list, but hey, we got to start somewhere, right? So I asked him to show me exactly where I need to be reading, what I need to be reading. And I can't even explain to you. It's not an audible voice that I hear, but in my heart, I felt like I needed to read the story of Moses. Okay, now I rarely open my Bible to the Old Testament. I'm just going to tell you this right now because... A, I can't really understand it, and B, I can't pronounce half of the words in it. So I kind of just avoid it, which is terrible, but, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe when I'm 40, I'll read it, you know, because I'll be smarter then, whatever. But my pastor has actually been diving into the Old Testament a lot, and at first I thought, oh, God, like, I'm really not going to like this. I like the New Testament where it tells me exactly you know, or even Proverbs is fine. I I dive into Proverbs and Psalms a lot because I feel like, yes, this is straight to the point. I get it. It's telling me exactly, you know, what to do, what not to do. So I understand this. But the rest of it, I'm just like, "Uh, mm," I usually steer clear from. But I have to be obedient. And so, you know, I'm actually lucky that my pastor is teaching on the Old Testament uh, because he does so in such a way where I can finally understand it and I get it. And there are such incredible uh, foundations and principles that are laced in the Old Testament that are so important. And, you know, some Bibles even take the Old Testament out, but I think that it's so important. And when you can read it and kind of pull it apart and start to understand it guys there's so much in it that it's just gonna wow your mind and I'm so excited to share what I learned in just a few chapters of Exodus so don't be afraid don't turn this off I mean you can if you want but really you guys I got something really cool out of uh, the beginning of Moses's story and I want to share it with you I don't know how far we'll get but I titled this me are you sure Because, well, you'll see why. But I think that I'm in that point of my life as well. And you'll see when I start talking about how Moses responds to God's calling on his life. 
you know, a lot of us feel like when God is telling us to do something or he has called us into a profession or a ministry or called us to love someone that we're like, are you sure? I don't think I can do this. Like me, are, are you sure? I find myself saying that a lot and I find myself asking God that a lot. So I think that, you know, when we hear about these Bible characters, we think, okay, yep, they heard from the Lord, they did what they were supposed to, and then they were blessed. Great. But there's honestly so much struggle that they also dealt with, and it's hard to really convey that in just a few chapters because I'm I'm a writer, and it's hard to get that um, across the page, and there's a lot of emotions that I'm sure Moses dealt with that aren't in, in the Bible, and you know, I started to look at it that way and um, I kind of put myself in his shoes and I'm like, oh, thank God that that wasn't me. But it kind of is. It, it's it's relatable to today. And uh, so I'm just going to dive into this. Here we go. Oh, and by the way, I prayed that this would be, you know, the Lord's words that are speaking to you and not mine because we all know, I don't know, I me trying to explain to you Exodus, this is like a miracle in itself. So this is proof that God exists and he is really mighty and really strong and really powerful because for Danielle to be teaching you about Exodus, I'm telling you, it's a miracle. So I want to start in Exodus 3. And this is when um, God first appears to Moses and he's you know, he appears to him through a burning bush, which is incredible. I mean, if I saw a bush that's burning, but it's not, well, it's on fire, but it's not burning up like to ash, I guess, you know, and then it's speaking to me. I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm probably going to run. That would be my first instinct. But Moses was like, yeah, let's talk to the bush, which is incredible. It's, that's really good faith. And that to me is a testament to who he is as a person and his fear of the Lord. That's amazing. But anyway, so In chapter 3, the Lord speaks to Moses and he says, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I read that and I'm like, oh, great, you know. He, he's here to save the day. But I had to read it again and again because at the time that the Lord says this, the people are still suffering. It's not like he snapped his finger and said this and everything was fine. They're still suffering. But God is saying, I see it. I see it and I have plans to deliver them. So I think a lot of times in our own life, we're going through something and we're suffering and You know, we're dealing with a lot of emotions of hurt, of anger, of pain. And I know for myself, I've cried out and said, God, do you even see me? Do you even know what I'm going through? And it's like so silly now saying that because like, really, Danielle, obviously he sees you. He sees everything. But he does see you. He does. And we don't always know why he doesn't deliver us right away from our suffering. But his word promises that he will. He will deliver you from whatever you're going through, from pain, from envy, from bitterness. Whatever hurt that you're experiencing, he sees it and he loves you and he's going to deliver you. He promised that. He doesn't say he's going to do it right away. He doesn't say how he's going to do it, but he says that he will. And 
that to me is enough hope to just to just keep going. Even if I have to take it day by day, which a lot of times I do. I'm not going to lie to you. I just focus on today and I say, you know what, God? Today could be the day. Today could be the day that you deliver me. But I know that even if you don't, you see me. You know what I'm feeling. You see my heart. You see my pain. You see my suffering. And you're going to deliver me. And I just say it. I say it out loud because I have to believe it. And the only way I believe it is by saying it. So God says, you know, Moses, I, I see my people in Egypt and I see their suffering and I will deliver them. And he doesn't just say he's going to deliver them, but he's going to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. God is not just going to deliver you and then just kind of leave you hanging, right? He's going to deliver you and bring you to something even better than you could ever imagine. And I know you're probably like, oh, okay, right, yep, all right, sure. Dude, if you don't believe me, I'm sorry I just called you dude, especially if you're a female. It's just a thing I do, so whatever. But if you don't believe me, look back on your life at another time where you were struggling. I mean, sometimes I forget that there have been times where I really thought the world was over for me, okay? Especially in sixth grade when that boy made fun of me. Because I had this really bad sun poisoning thing and it was really bad. I ended up skipping art class. The only time I ever skipped class. And I'm so sorry this is getting out on air, mom and dad. But I did. I, I sat in a bathroom and I cried. Because there were two boys that were making fun of me. Making fun of my face. And I thought, this is it. My life is over. Right? How ridiculous. But we've all been there. But then God brought me out of that. And it's such a silly example. But... You know, and then my sun poisoning was gone within a few days. It was gone. And I got my confidence back and I was like, huh, in your face. But not really. But, you know, you get through things and God brings you out and he doesn't allow that suffering to keep you down or to keep you in that place of suffering. He brings you to something better. And that's what's so exciting. And that's the hope that I hold on to. I know that when this time of my life is over, I guess. I mean, I don't want to say it's ever over, but you know, when I get through it and when I'm delivered from it, I can't wait to see where God brings me next because I know it's going to be better than where I am currently. So he says this to Moses, right? And and you would think Moses would be like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm sure, you know, we see other people and we're like, God spoke to you and said he's going to deliver you. Why are you not like, yes right? But it's also scary and terrifying because you're going to be the one that God uses. So Moses, his response is, this is now um, Exodus 3.11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I, he says. And I say that all the time to God. I'm like, dude, who am I? This little girl from this little farm town who is quirky and weird and just a spaz. Why me? Right? Why why did you choose me? And we often feel very unqualified for whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be something, you know, within the church or within ministry. I remember when I got my first coaching gig, I played lacrosse. 
for four years in high school. I was going to play in college, but I ended up playing soccer. And, you know, I was a captain for the lacrosse team. I knew lacrosse. I knew how to play. I had the experience. But when I was named the head coach of a team, I was like, uh, do I really know what I'm talking about? How am I going to relate to these girls? What am I going to... Like, dude, you were these girls a couple years ago. You totally can relate to them. You know the game. You literally played a couple years ago. But immediately I felt unqualified. And, you know, God doesn't always call the people who we would expect, right? And so Moses actually had trouble speaking. And I didn't I didn't really know this um, until I listened to a podcast from elevation church and that's when I first heard that Moses you know he wasn't the best speaker and so obviously this is terrifying to him because God is calling him to go and speak first he has to speak to the elders um, in Israel and then he's got to speak in front of Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go that's like terrifying okay that'd be like having to go to the president of the United States and being like dude let my people go because this is what God said to me. I mean, that's actually terrifying. So I totally get where he's coming from, right? And a lot of times we say that to God. We're like, who am I? What are you saying? God's response is so sick. I love this response. He says, and sick in like a good way. I I know some, you know, some of my listeners don't really get the lingo so sick meaning like cool awesome mind-blowing okay anyways exodus 3 12 and god said i will be with you and this will be the sign to you that it is i who have sent you when you have brought the people out of egypt you will worship god on this mountain and i was like whoa right Because Moses is like, I have to do this? Who am I? How am I going to do this? What am I supposed to do, Lord? And God's like, dude, you know, I'm using you, but it's really me who's doing everything. Right? And that's all God wants us to be. He wants us to be a vessel for whatever he wants us to do. And it's so calming and just satisfying to know that as long as I am willing He'll use me. I don't, it's not by my strength. It's not who I am. And thank God, right? People who know me, thank God. It's not my strength. But God will qualify you because it's his words he's going to put through you. It's his strength. It's his might. It's exactly what he wants you to do. And yes, we have to be obedient. I'm not saying, you know, just, just sit there and lay around and say, well, if God wants me to get out of bed today, he'll move me. Like, you know, you have to, do your part but just know that if you're in his word and in his presence and ask him to use you he'll do the hard work which is really cool right and the biggest thing that I kind of got out of that is you know the end when he says when you have brought the people out of Egypt you will worship God on this mountain so when you do become delivered when he does use you when you know, you fulfill your calling or or whatever it is God is going to do for you, you have to give him the glory, right? Because a lot of times, and I totally struggle with this, I, when I first got my blog running, I was so excited about it. I was telling everyone, right? And I was like, I did this, I did this, I did, and then I had to stop myself. And I was like, dude, 
yes, you did it, but it was from listening to God. God orchestrated everything, right? And I forgot to give him the glory because when we're in that state where we're standing on our mountaintop and we're like, yes, I made it. I did it. I persevered. Well, you did, but without God, without his strength, you would have fallen right down that mountain. And I I can say that because let me tell you something. I went on my first hike, okay? I was kind of forced into it. Let's just put it that way. Um, Out of love, okay? And I don't like heights. I'm not a big heights person at all, actually. Not a fan. So I was terrified, you know? And it was hard. It was hard work. And also, I thought that hikes last like 20 minutes. This took us like three hours, okay, in the woods where there are snakes. And I hate snakes and spiders and creatures that I'm going to ask God why they're even created. And, you know, I'm getting dirty. My calves are killing me. Like I was, I felt like a 90-year-old. But when I got to the top, I was like, wow, this was worth it, right? And I knew that it had to have been God that helped me get up there because my fears were gone. I had fellowship. I I was with two of my best friends from church and we were talking about a young adults ministry, which we actually started after this hike. And it's funny that I was doing something that I feared the most when, you know, this idea was birthed. And I just think that's really cool. I just thought of that. I just thought, how cool is it that God sometimes uses you know, our biggest fear is to show us that it's him. It's him who gets the glory. It can't be us, right? If I told myself a couple years ago, no, you know what? If I told myself a couple months ago that I was going to be going on this hike up on a mountaintop, I would have laughed in my future self's face because I would have been like, yeah, okay, right? But I'm so happy I did it and I'm so happy that, you know, God will bring you up But when you're standing on that mountaintop, you have to remember it's him that brought you up. It's not you, right? But, you know, it is, you know, some some of it is your obedience. Yes, you can give yourself credit for that. But, you know, we have to be confident in who we are through Christ. And um, if you listen to my first podcast, that was a big thing for me. And that's a big thing in my life is, you know, seeing my worth through who God made me to be rather than who this world says I am. And I know that God has made me this unique person for some reason, (laughs) but I am fully confident in who he made me to be. And I think that Moses was definitely not at that place yet. And I know, you know, we all struggle with that, but I just love God's reminder that, you know, it's not our strength, it's God's and he will speak through you. He will deliver you. He'll use you in ways you could not even imagine. So, okay, great. We're on point number two. Awesome. So then, you know, God gives him the instructions. So Moses, you know, he hears God's answer and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm in. What do I do? And God, you know, he starts telling him, you know, you got to do this and this. And then he says in Exodus three nineteen. But I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. So God is saying, you know, do this, this, this. Oh, by the way, um, the king of Egypt is not going to listen to you. Okay, then why 
didn't send me, right? It's like, okay, so, and to me, it's like God is going to send us out, but he knows the struggles that we're going to face already. He knows there's going to be roadblocks. He knows there's going to be people that don't accept us, right? But he also knows exactly how to deal with them. I mean, in the same paragraph, literally the next sentence, he says exactly what he's going to do to solve this problem. And I think a lot of times we're faced with problems and we're like, God, do you know what to do? Do you want me to help you out? I think this is what it's like. No, he has it all figured out already. He knows exactly what to do and he knows exactly every single road bump you're going to face. And we don't know why, right? And we always, you know, we always think, well, God, if you told me to do this, why? Why are you bringing this struggle into my life? I don't know, right? We don't know, but God knows. And maybe it's to strengthen you. But maybe it's also to strengthen that person. I'm sure God was working on Pharaoh's heart in this story. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He even says to Moses that he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that he doesn't listen to Moses. I mean, God said he was going to do that. And that blew my mind because I'm like, what? I mean, let's just make it easy. Let's just have Pharaoh be like, okay, yes, here, here are your people, Moses, right? Boom, story done. Exodus would be a lot shorter of a chapter. But God's like, no, I'm going to make this a struggle. And maybe he was working on Pharaoh's heart, right? But also, I think it was a way that You know, if Pharaoh just listened to Moses the first time, Moses wouldn't have the opportunity to show God's power as often as he had to. And these people wouldn't have seen all of the miracles that God is performing if it was just boom, done, right? So sometimes God will harden people's heart to what you have to say. God will harden people's heart to when you want to share, you know, the joy and the love. And and sometimes I talk to people and I'm like, God is so good. And they're like, yeah, right. And it just blows my mind because I'm like, what? How could you not know or believe in or love a God that loves you so, so, so much? But, you know, their hearts are hardened. They don't know God. They don't know his love. Remember in my last podcast, I read to you 1 John 3 that says, the reason that the world does not know us is that it does not know him, right? It did not know him and and I think it still doesn't know him. You know, when when Moses says, um, right, to Pharaoh, he says, the Lord God of Israel says, let my people go. Pharaoh answers and says, who is the Lord? I do not know the Lord and I will not obey him. Pharaoh couldn't listen to anything Moses was going to say because he didn't know God. He didn't know his love. He didn't have a fear of him because he didn't know him. And a lot of this world doesn't know him. They don't They don't study his word. They just, they blame him or they don't believe in him because they look at their struggles and their sorrows and they, they're like, well, you know, if God loves me, how, how could he let this happen? If he's so good, why, why is there so much evil? And, 
they're just blinded to to all of this because they don't know him they don't know his word and so the only way that their hearts will soften the only way that their eyes will be open is through his strength God can harden their hearts but he can soften them we can't right he can use us yes he can but you know, a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to change people or, um, you know, we think we fail because, you know, I thought if my first podcast doesn't help everyone in the world, I should just stop doing it. And if Moses said that, you know, if he went to Pharaoh the first time and said, let my people go and Pharaoh's like, yeah, okay, no. And Moses just gave up. The people would have never been delivered. Right. And so I can speak through a podcast. I can write. You can go and talk to your friends. You can be a loving person. You can show joy and happiness. But ultimately, God sometimes doesn't deliver right away. He doesn't open their eyes right away. He doesn't soften their heart right away. And maybe he's working on you, but it's more likely that he's working on them. Right. Or He wants you to continue to persevere and continue to show his love, to speak his word, to be a light. He wants you to continue, 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 because the more that you do, it's the more opportunity for you to show God's love. It's more opportunity for him to show his power. So don't give up. Don't feel unqualified, know that God is with you, know that he's strengthening you, know that he can use you. Guys, if he can use me, I'm telling you, he can use you. And it can just be in the simplest of ways. Just smile at someone. Just be kind. Just show his love and you will not believe what he's going to do. And remember, remember that it's not always instant, right? So don't grow weary, Um, just keep persevering and be encouraged that God will deliver you. So I totally did not get through everything I wanted to say, probably do a part two on this, but you know, I'm just so excited to see and hear what you guys are doing. I love when you guys message me and tell me, you know, how you're applying it to your life and everything, because I'm so excited to see what God is doing and um, how he's going to bless his people. So Just be encouraged by this and seize the day, grab a coffee or six, and um, just know that God's fighting for you and he will deliver you to a better place. Don't give up. Focus on what's ahead and just, just believe it. I love you guys. Have a great day. Have a great week and be blessed. Love you guys. 